0: And harped and harped since the beginning of these video series, exit strategy. Yeah. Okay? If you want to get out in three years, go with the boutique property. If you're looking at five, six, seven years, go with the high rise.
1: But be selective. Be you selective. Of course.
0: I'm not saying let's let's run to Essenyert in a luxury branded property. And well, pay the price you would pay in central. <laughs> and Istanbul. there's that's, no yeah, one insane. that's going to spend no that money. No brand,
1: no brand would justify that premium. No, which is which. No, British you could put too, a Ritz there, and we it were wouldn't discussing. justify. You really need to justify that premium that you pay if you're going go to go the higher end.
2: Hey guys welcome back to another episode of straight talk in this episode we have a very special set uh, we're in the terrace of our uh, terrace mate terrace or terrace uh whatever that is of our uh, building our offices in uh in in, in uh apologize for the weather the sun is up there and I, you know it's just uh the image is not going to be good but i was able to get a hold of these guys right now so i had to do it right now and here is here here is uh what we're going to talk about in uh this episode this episode is sort of like the continuation of the one that we have done um a few weeks ago and that episode's name was how to make a killing in central istanbul how to make a killing in istanbul real estate uh rather and in that episode cameron Diggan talked about these uh smaller boutique projects uh in the city center of istanbul being uh you know uh presenting um good uh return potentials and you know and, and and he talked about some of those high-rises and some of those branded uh, properties not uh, you know uh, providing the value uh, that you pay for and that episode itself got yeah thanks a, a for little, that yeah yeah that episode yeah you're right because that episode got uh, misunderstood by a lot of people uh, a lot of people started you know sending us questions about wow you guys are selling these high-rises you guys are selling these luxury properties What's the deal now? Have you changed your mind all of a sudden? Well, that really wasn't the case, was it?
1: Well, no, it wasn't really the case. Um, I mean, the the episode we, we did before is where I heavily recommended smaller boutique projects in central Istanbul, which generally are to be found in urban regeneration areas, albeit they could be very, very central. And my really suggestion was that if you are um, purely investment focused, um, with no lifestyle aspect to it, you are kind of banking your money somewhere, either for citizenship or otherwise, um, for maximum return on investment in the medium term. And medium term for me is five years, around that kind of period. Then smaller, lower entry level developments are uh, the way to go. That yeah. was my, that, 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 that's my recommendation. I still stand, stand by that. And not only because of my observation, but on my own personal um, experience too. However, what um, I didn't mean to say is that, well, basically, I didn't mean to say none of these luxury high rises are good for investment. But I think some of our audience may have, yeah. may have kind of misunderstood the message. They may have, they may have understood that I was completely um, discouraging investors from the high-end luxury residences, which was certainly not uh, my agenda.
2: Thank you very much for that. Um, and 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 let me turn the question. To you justin so we're talking about these uh high-rise luxury developments in some of them uh which are uh, actually behind lines
1: behind yeah us. so
2: so these properties can they be bought when can be both they, they can be bought and who does these places appeal to
0: well there's a couple of different factors involved and one of the things that cameron and i um discussed uh after that last video was that look uh, you know especially these branded residences that have true brand value, Uh, these properties that offer high end. You know, there's this misconception in Istanbul that every high rise is high end. And I think that's what Cameron was trying to, you know, elaborate and interpret was, look, just because it's a high rise or they claim that it's luxury doesn't mean that it is, okay? So if you're going to buy a high rise or a high end luxury property, then you better make sure that you're going to get luxury furnishings, that you're going to get the quality, that you're going to have a luxury brand. You know, uh, you can say a luxury brand, but you're 45 minutes out from the city center. These things Uh, don't add up to high-end luxury, right? So you want the property management services. Are they actually going to manage it or are they simply just lending their name? Okay, you know, these are all things that we look at and we take into consideration. So, behind us in particular there are several that offer what we would consider true luxury standard real recognition of brand the brand actually taking care of the rental on your behalf etc that's what we find value um you know and then to go over and elaborate a little bit more on the Asian side around yeah. the Istanbul Financial Center. Mm-hmm. you know That's something totally different. Those are high rises in those areas, but in those areas, that's what it has to be. Yeah. There's a shortage of housing. There's going to be a 50,000 plus injection of white collar workers and in so the next cut 24 off, months, But nowhere in the
2: world, no one will say, here are 50,000 white collar workers, and here's a residential project right next to it, come any mess now.
0: Right, no. I mean, so does it matter if it's high-end, low-end, medium-end in that area? No, it doesn't. Why? Because a new property that offers a good quality of life is going to be in demand because there's just not simply enough housing in that area. So let's not write off every single luxury tower, branded residence, or whatever. Let's focus on what the true details of it are. And then we can determine the value based on what those needs are. But, you know, if you're a a guy sitting uh, halfway around the world and you want to turn over this management for, say, Airbnb type rental property, these boutique properties may not fit the bill uh, because you don't have those kind of services available. And these high end luxury services, you do nothing. You simply collect your check, you know, so it really depends on what it is you want to do. You know, we've said multiple times through many of our videos, there's no one size fits all or Correct. this is right for every customer. Every situation, every individual has a very different plan.
2: Correct. I mean, just to uh, build, build up on that, uh, the other day uh, I was talking to uh, one of our clients and um, he basically said that, you know what, Aladdin, I don't want none of those luxury properties. I want these smaller boutique properties uh, right in the heart of Istanbul. Like, you know, that would appeal to the budget of Turks. I want to buy him. I want to wait a few years. I want to sell him at a nice profit. I want to collect myself. And, 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 and he said, I'm not in favor. And I and, and, and asked him a few questions. I basically said, okay, now here's the thing. We're talking about Papilo, your building, right? Papilo, which has very nice paintings on it right now, it's just a very beautiful place right now, but 10 years down the line, who's going to take care of the maintenance of that building? What is going to happen to those paints?
1: Well, I mean, unless you have a crystal ball, you can't possibly know the answer to that. Because a small boutique development, whether it's 20 units or 30 units, um, the management and the upkeep of that will be as good as the appointed management company. Every small boutique development will have an appointed management company. Generally, how it works is that um, the developer will assume the management of the development for a period of one or two years Mm -hmm. after after completion, so as to make sure that all the owners or residents have settled in and then it's it's operational ongoing smoothly. And then after that, they will either subcontract the management of that out to a professional management company or more often than not um, the residents themselves they'll create a committee and they will appoint a manager a site manager a complex uh, manager and if that process works okay and, and 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 there's a capable management on board then 10 years 20 years down the line you could still be looking at that particular development and it could still look fresh new and well-maintained. So there there is no hard and fast rules to say that small projects in the long run will suffer from poor management. That's definitely a wrong assumption to make. But the chances of small developments suffering in the long run from poor management are higher than a well-facilitated luxury development that has a professional management onboard in-house that is correct but let's not walk away thinking that all small developments 10 years down the line would have faded paints on them and the facade will look 50 years old and things will start crumbling now that, that's wrong assumption but the chances are yeah I yes they're that, that they may fall into that correct that is that is but that is you know true.
0: we we've talked about what we perceive these high-end residences and these boutique properties what kind of timeline of investment yeah. we find the value um you know we've discussed this when we were you know the first video came out and we were like okay well what do we actually perceive value right and these boutique properties we really see the first two to five years they do really? very well actually. you've got we to have a, the exit strategy
1: the medium term yeah the medium I mean, but the, th- the thing is justin
2: look actually I- i'm sorry to cut in but this is my next question next question is going to uh Take that answer that you're about to give. You don't know what answer on. I'm about to give. I, I, I know. I know. He reads Here's my mind
1: now. He, he not only speaks Urdu now. Yeah. I actually reads my mind. Okay. Thank you for that. But I'm not gonna talk. You just talk on y- my. Behalf. You will. Talk. Listen. You read we'll my just mind. Here and yeah,
2: Listen, let, let's just sit. I will be. I will be a very fascist biased person, Ooh. and I'll say. You favor smaller projects, and you favor high rises. No, okay? really. No, no, no. no but, really. but this is this is this is a human psychology. You're going to try and get okay? us no, no, to no, fight.
1: No, he's taller I, than I me. I know man. you I'll don't. Win. But this he's is taller than me. Okay, this he's is army trained as well. Oh, come on, I've
2: got man. No uh, see, see, the thing is, that, the, the, this is how human mind works. I know right. we both are saying that you know there's no standard across the board that applies for everything. But but okay, just for the sake of this argument, you will be for smaller boutique projects you will be for these high rises obviously not all of them now who is your potential client okay that these people would appeal to
1: and i'll ask the same question to you go all right good one right very good very very good although that was not what i was about to say (laughs) so you didn't quite read my mind but never mind okay But, but but we have to get back to what i was about to say i hope i don't forget it okay yes um as far as foreign buyers are concerned, that's the segment we're, we're appealing to right now with this particular video. So as far as foreign buyers are concerned, um, the smaller, the more boutique developments are, generally appeal to people who are looking strictly for investment. So they come in here either to obtain Turkish citizenship by investment or, or they come in here to park some money for a period of time and they're looking to maximize their return on investment. Return on investment being, renter return plus capital realized appreciation. capital appreciation. Which I always say, in Istanbul, wherever you go, your renter return is going to be pretty much the same. Yeah. Whether you go to Asenyut, which is possibly the lowest demographics of Istanbul in terms of property real high estate, high crime rate, and etc Or you go. To Nishantashu or Bebek, where you'll find some of the most expensive real estate in Istanbul, your renter return is likely to vary between four to five percent. Yeah. If you are a little lucky. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, but you know, if you've really invested wisely, you could be on six percent the first year. But that really is an exception. So, if our renter return is give or take the same, then really and truly what we should be focusing on is not rental return
0: is capital growth
1: because rental return is more or less the same so my view is in the medium term smaller boutique projects that certainly um, have a much lower entry level than the branded higher end generally but not necessarily high rises um, will have a steeper capital growth. Yeah. Why? Well, simple. Lower entry level. So you have a lot bigger room to go. Yeah. Two, two. the average income per head in Turkey is about $10,000. Yeah. So Turkey is not necessarily a wealthy country when you look at the average
0: income per head. Well, so- those numbers are... Not that accurate when we look at tax, Uh, the actual tax value. There's money in Turkey. There's There's money in 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 Turkey, of of course. course. This is what what I was
1: about to say. Despite the fact that if you look at the average income per head, you're not really talking of very high figures. There are still, in an 85 million population, there are still a lot of people with quite a bit of disposable income and quite a bit Of 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 money in their pockets. Of course. Yet, yet... If you're buying something in a desirable area such as central Istanbul and if you are managing to get in there, get on the property ladder at a price that for the area is very affordable which I term as affordable luxury, then your upside potential in the medium term which I classify as zero to five years is likely to be higher than buying into high-end more premium properties. And this is where it brings me to what I was discussing with Justin. So if you are investing in these higher end, more premium properties, then what is the thing that you really need to be evaluating? Because you certainly are paying as much as price. double the money okay. compared to the smaller properties that I'm talking about. That's so my question to him. What now. is it that you should be looking at? And I think okay. Justin has, got, has yeah, I'll tell hit you. the nail on. Okay, let me
2: follow. Follow. <laughs> right. Let me ask you the same question. Okay. Who is your buyer? Who should buy these uh, high-rise properties? And also, uh, Cameron's question: What's the motivation?
0: our buyer is typically someone who has overseas investment experience especially in the high-rise towers maybe they've done some investment with this particular brand somewhere else okay or they're someone that has a little bit of a lifestyle attachment to it where maybe they're going to use it in a few years down the road or it's someone who purely wants to be hands-off in the management why you've got a 10-year management plan in these high-rise towers you know the the window cracks the dishwasher breaks you pick up the phone you call maintenance somebody's there okay these are the pluses uh, of the high-rise towers as he mentioned, we agree that these boutique properties in those first, especially three, four years, are going to be more significant because you are coming in at a lower price. Yeah. However, long-term, now anything above five years, and really, truly, if you're looking at capital gains and you're looking at um, the luxury properties, you wanna wait five years anyway. Minimum, I agree. So I agree. between five, seven years, you're going to experience more growth in that boutique project. But we've harped and harped and harped since the beginning of these video series exit strategy. Yeah. Okay. if you want to get out in three years, go with the boutique property. If you're looking at five, six, seven years, go with the high rise.
1: But be selective, be selective. Of course.
0: I'm not saying let's let's run to Esenyurt in a luxury branded property and well, pay the price you would pay in central. For, and there's let's no one that's going to spend no that money. No brand,
1: no brand would justify that premium. No, which is which. No, you could to put a Ritz there, and we we it wouldn't discussing. justify. You really need to justify that premium that you pay if you're going to go the higher end. Right.
0: Well, and let's clarify: when we're talking high-rise, we're talking high-end luxury. I touched yeah. on it earlier. If we're going into the outer layers of Istanbul, most of the new housing is high rises. Yeah. Yeah. We do not consider that luxury or branded residence. That's just what's available in that area. So They're let's one up not on the get the misperception. Yes, they? They're yeah. one
1: up on the communist yeah. box. <laughs> yeah. the, let's,
0: get, let's make sure that we're clear that those areas don't apply. We're talking about city center areas. I mean, there's parts, especially if we go to the likes of Maslak, where you're gonna pay for a one bed three hundred and eighty thousand, four hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Well Good luck. That's a lot of money. Uh, I mean, we looked at this when we were selling those properties hot and heavy, we're looking three, four years ago when you were getting in at entry level prices. You know, if you scan behind us and you see that these things are under construction, then you still are getting value for money, okay? But if you're gonna come in in a finished project and you're gonna pay the premium for it, it maybe doesn't make sense for you. But we tend to favor reputable builders, reputable brands, where the contract's already signed. You know that it's not a false guarantee, is kind of what happened with Cam, with his investment that he was actually mentioning in the video. Yeah, in the previous video. Was, oh, we're going to get this, we're going to get that. Because it was
1: supposed to be a, some, something akin to a hotel brand on board yeah. that would add a lot of credibility and certainly facility to the operation. But that, that brand never actually materialized. I'm not yeah. saying that there's no facilities, of course there are, but that particular. Um, the, yeah. the strength. The strength of yep. that brand, operational. Yeah. And actually, kind of the image strength Cameron's of that brand. Cameron's actually happened.
2: referring to. Uh the, the the place that he uh mentioned in the last video when he said I bought into one of those high rises in central Istanbul which I ended up you didn't say you're you're not in a loss making no, situation. No, no. I, I'm but, not in a loss making
1: yeah. situation, but what I'm saying is certainly I could have utilized that investment in
2: a much better place in a much better okay. place yeah. all right uh it's, it's it's getting long now
0: uh let's let's just wrap this up and we've got our point across we, yes. we, we we've made sure that it's it's, it's not there. one and, way and i'll, sure. and I'll cam's and not I'll driving summarize down the road it. with you know screaming boutique projects Perfect. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and i'll summarize it all for you
2: basically different strokes for different folks.
0: Uh, am I correct, my American Different friend? strokes for different yeah, folks? Yeah, I mean, you said it right. i okay, give you that. Except for taras. taras.
2: Yeah, okay. So that is... Can, that can is, you
1: can you please Taras? Taras. Can, Justin, could you please?
2: Taras. Taras, right? Taras. Taras. Okay,
1: Taras. There's no hope. Okay, anyway. <laughs> can you say it in Urdu? The Urdu is getting confused. <laughs>
0: Tarasji. <laughs> I don't know, man. We wouldn't know any different. So. Anyway, there's a, there's so, a
1: gentleman sitting in the corner. He's, he's laughing his head off. Yeah. He's watching us. He's <laughs> laughing. This <laughs> guy's probably you, thinking, what okay. are they doing? <laughs> anyway,
0: um,
2: so uh, from now on, we're going to invite um, our you know fans and followers to watch this show live while as it is being filmed. But anyway, um, to summarize this, it will depend on what it is that you're looking Just for. Just buy a
0: tent. <laughs> just buy a tent. Yeah, this No entry level. sabotaging me. No facilities, no management. Me. We'll yeah. put it on our taras.
1: Put it on our taras.
0: Yeah. But business right. should be fun. But here, should you should fun. close with this. I'll take over yeah, You, gotta okay, go on, take you know, over. to wrap up. Contact us. Let us know what you're looking for. Mm. We'll put together the plan that makes sense. For you. We'll, uh, exactly. you know, we'll figure out the terrace. terrace. We'll figure out the whole deal. Uh, but we'll tailor it to your needs your goals your expectations and we'll go from there
2: nice that's nice. a good closure that's that's impressive hey yeah i think
1: i think he's pitching him for your job i'm out of the I job think, i think he's pitching him for uh, your job yeah um,
0: my kids need a little I'm extra getting fired. <laughs> I'm getting fired.
1: okay too much fun
2: too much maza. say, say it again maza. too much maza. Maza means fun uh. okay all right guys see you in the next one
1: see ya.